In the studio here with Tim the Tool, my very good friend. Thank you. And Tal Backman here for the entire show. Tal, why aren't you uh, hanging out at your dad's place? Because he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, he's doing some errands and stuff. Errands. <laughs> thought I'd come Aaron's hang out Picking here. up some guitar strings. Yeah. We just had an hour with Tal Backman performing live in studio, Mr. She's So High, and uh, he did so many other songs that made him even better here on the Drew Marshall Show. Jason McCoy, country recording artist, extraordinaire, frontman for the Road Hammers, 25-year veteran of the entertainment industry, a two-time CCMA Male Vocalist of the Year dude. Uh, Jason McCoy is a man of many talents. And we, uh, we've got him on the line right now to find out what these many talents are. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason McCoy. Dude, where are you? Hey, hey, I'm, I'm in Brandon, Manitoba. So wow, uh, that's I want to hear about these talents myself. I don't know. I'm not I, really sure what they are, but hey. Well, Brandon, Manitoba. Hold on. we got a Brandon story here. First of all, that's a home of the Brandon Wheat Kings. And guess who came out of Brandon Wheat Kings? Mr. Lori Boschman of Ooh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Yep. So, uh pretty good like there's a lot of cool things come out of brandon for uh for the size it is been out here many times playing for all these different events they seem to get i don't know what it is but all roads seem to lead, lead to brandon well uh, name us one other talent that you're especially uh, fond of that you have all right one other talent oh, you know what i've been voted three years in a row uh as the best chocolate milk maker in my in my house nice wow. like hands down okay how, but how do you do is it syrup or powder it's syrup yeah, but what it is is it's uh, I've got a cup. I got a special cup I got, and it's got a lid on it, like a screw-on thing. So a sippy and, cup. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> kind of. Well, it's not a sippy cup. See, but uh, my kids, it used to be the sippy cup. My technique was born out of the sippy cup. But then you know, I got this lid on it, and I shake it. It's kind of like a margarita thing. And then right. the kids say, you know, I, I got it down. Mom doesn't use enough chocolate. That's the deal, Dad. Dad, just, I'm gratuitous. So you don't care if your kids get diabetes. That's what I'm hearing. No, I'm just, I'm a bad dad. That's exactly what I <laughs> right. Is Tal still there? Tal's right yeah, here. here. Tal, Hi, this, Jason. Is, this is Jason. Doing, man? I'm a big, big fan. Oh, thanks, Jason. Yeah, it's I nice to meet you. I can't sing that high. I'm a big fan of your dad's yours. What, yes, whatever's in the water, keep drinking it. It's good. Thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to talk to you. He, you didn't hear him oh. sing earlier. He couldn't reach that note anymore. He's now mature. You know. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. 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 Hey. Life has ravaged my vocal <laughs> abilities. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, listen, I hear you're you're pretty good at accents. What are your top two? My top? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know who told you that. I, I uh, let's see. I, I'm fond of the Irish. The Irish one is fine. Scottish, uh, <laughs> of course. I come from a long line of Scots. That's my, uh, right. that's my heritage. So. You know, now there's yeah. a, there's a guy from Scotland, an Indian, a brown dude named uh, uh, Danny Boy, and he does a little bit okay. where he says, they, they, he's Scottish, right? So he's there talking Scottish, and he says, people say, are you Irish? I said, no. He's trying to descri describe the difference between the accents. He says, right, this is Scottish, right? You can hear it's clear as a as a bell. It's Scottish, and then this is Irish. Diddly dee potato. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. It's the diddly dee potato guy. Talk yes. about the national flag and the national symbol of Scotland. The only thing left is the. the, the only thing left. That's the same guy. Same guy. Well, how much is that? It's free. We'll take it. It's free. Yeah. That thistle's free. That's about it. Uh, Jason, actually, uh, and I want to know, Tal. Do you know this? The best way to do an Irish accent, all you got to do is make it sound like a question. You just come up on the end of every sentence. That's it. That's all you do. Whenever somebody does something crazy, you know, and part of that question thing is, you know, you just reiterate how stupid they were doing. Like, 
like, uh, oh, you thought it was a good idea to smash yourself in the hand with a hammer, did you? Well, and also, and also, of course, there's there's many different accents over there, right? Right. Well, other, like if you're in Dublin, the accent is quite similar to a North American accent. It is. It's like, what you like another. Another pint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not North American. What the heck are you talking about? Well, you know, it's yeah, it's closer than you know. Halifaxian. Halifaxian. That'll work. Now, something like that. Tal, Tal here can do quite a good British accent because he had he has an alter ego. It's called this gentleman's name is Mr. Ian Starglow. Mr. Starglow, I'd like to introduce you to Jason (laughs) McCoy. Mr. Starglow, I I don't know what Jason McCoy is. You don't know what Jason McCoy is. I don't know who you are. I don't know where I am right now. I shouldn't be here. Man, this is. Last week I was in Buckingham Palace. And, this and is the best I'm, show I'm ever. Trapped in the colonies. <laughs> oh man! His, All right, his jaws are flapping in the wind like Prince Charles' ears <laughs> yeah. on a motorcycle. I mean, that's another. Well, that's another place where you walk five blocks and you're kind of in new accent territory. It is. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Unlike uh, Barry, Ontario, where everyone just sounds, you know, uneducated, right, Jason? Yeah, <laughs> yeah none taken. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, you know what? Barry's great. It's, uh, it, we all sound like we're on TV sitcoms. There's no accent. But um, you know, I I was born in Barry, but uh, just north of Toronto. But then when I was probably I don't know two years old, we moved out to Camrose, Alberta. My first memories are of the prairies. So everybody went to school with cowboy boots and hats. And I come back to Ontario when I'm like grade two, and I'm like, what happened? So, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's where I spent most of my life. And we have a we have a farm up there right now, and. Uh, that's where we've settled down. My kids, you know, uh, get to play outside. We've got a muddy dog, muddy farm, muddy house. And muddy, muddy, so it's fun. And muddy waters. No, you actually preferred Roger Miller growing up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's crazy. He's wacky. And I, I was a big fan of his, George Jones. Hold on, Johnny. hold on. Yeah. Roger, you said yeah. Roger Miller is wacky. And that just made me think of, I got to do, wackadoo, wackadoo, wackadoo. Wackadoo, Exactly. He's wackadoo, wackadoo. You don't know that song? Why are you looking at me <laughs> like, like that? Wasn't that like a, a, a Sunday morning kid show? No, or? he didn't have. No, that was Bill Cosby. Oh, that was serious grown-up country music. You wouldn't understand. It was very mature. You wouldn't get it. You just wouldn't get it. Sorry. Um, and then who was the guy Who was the guy that did the, uh, oh, hit the column, the streak. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Ray, 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 Ray Stevens. Ray yes. Stevens. Yes. Ray Stevens, he had that. He had guitar. Guitars in. Crazy songs, but he also wrote "Everything Is Beautiful" in its own way. You're kidding! You know, so like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's also a very talented writer. piano player. Well, well, that, that, that was a boring part of the story, Tim. <laughs> Glad to help. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> hey, it's factual. You got to have the facts. Horrible. If this was like those video shows, yeah, yeah he would have been the bubble that came up and said, "Hey, pop-up video." Yes, Tim is a pop-up bubble. Well, yeah, uh, easy. Um, okay, <laughs> if you had to uh, stay on a deserted island with one of these two gentlemen for the rest of your life, one has a facelift. And one is dead. Johnny Cash or Glenn Campbell? Oh, if I had to stay off. Hold on, hold on. The weird reason I brought that up is because in your bio it says you like this guy, these guys, right? You like these guys. Oh, yeah. No, probably, you know, uh, I don't know, Johnny Cash, because yeah. I just, he's got such an amazing voice. No, I but just he, to say stuff to me all the time. But he'd be. It, well, you know that. That uh, fish there is uh, good eating on that fish. <laughs> I'd be like, that's awesome. Uh, that sounded vaguely Glenn John Wayne or something for a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Glenn Campbell always looked like the G.I. Joe doll I had when I was yeah. a yeah. He did. He did look. It's like, it's too much. It's like the dimple in the chin. Like, you got to tone it down, man. I can't live with that. That's like a. 
that's like the evil mirror. You're living with that for the rest yeah, of your and, life. You know, I can't do it. And now that I think about it, Tanya Tucker sort of looked like Barbie, didn't she? And they she were together. They were together. So Ken and Barbie. Ken and Barbie. Yeah. And Tanya right. and Glenn go. Campbell were together. You know, uh, last time yeah. I used the phrase Ken and Barbie, I was on 100 Huntley Street, and that didn't go over well. Yeah, that was the last time you were on. It was. It sounds like a story there. Um, I, yeah, I, I got to Google this. No, yeah, I want to hear that no, story. No, don't, please, for the love of... <laughs> Don't. Um, Jason McCoy, you're, you're in a band. For the most part, yep. Um, are you... Really fire me. No, but what I want to know is, are you Jason McCoy or are you the Road Hammer? What percentage of your personality is Jason McCoy? What percentage of your of your, your stage, your your shtick is Road Hammer? How, what portion Road Hammer are you? Um, well, when we do the Hammer show, I'm, I'm, I don't talk as much because it's just not the nature of the show. It's just really kind of loud rock and music, and it's a lot of fun. I get to really stretch that muscle but uh, yeah. when i'm doing my solo stuff it's usually more it's, it's really goofy like I, I like to tell jokes and silly stuff but then get into serious music too yeah um but uh yeah so i think it's it's kind of a reprieve for uh the audience when i just shut up a little bit and be a road hammer yeah. um but it, it's fun i like that we all have fun i yeah. don't get me wrong the hammer thing is just it's not just about me though so i'm not hogging the mic you know and no. um Chris is the quiet one. He's the George Harrison of our group, and Clay. He's just he's just a rock and roll force. So I mean, a lot of the show is uh, him really exercising his showmanship, which is excellent. So, right, right. Um, what I guess. Say, what do you like better, the solo thing or the band thing? It's like I like them both. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Really amazing. I guess really what I wanted to know was: is there room for for someone who had a hit song in the '80s uh, in your band right now? You know. Would there be any room for Tal Backman in the Roadhammers? Eh? Wait a second. Well, yeah, it was not the, the 80s. 80s. It was the 70s. 70s. It was not the 70s. 80s. When was it, Tal? I'm older than him. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know yes. if Tal Backman can be in your band. That's it. Yes, absolutely. He'd have to drop his IQ substantially. You <laughs> <laughs> can drag those knuckles a little bit. We'll be your, your in, man. <laughs> Tal, do you realize that these guys are the highest-selling Canadian country band in the history of highest-selling Canadian wow. country bands? Wow. How many records? Yeah. How, many, how many records, dude? Do you know? What's a record? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah how, many how many tracks did you sell many, last year? Yeah, downloads. I think it's some to do... Well, our one record went platinum, one went gold, but it's because there were physical sales, right? Like, yeah. Which was in the day when, when that was... Yeah. You know, like a really big deal because... Yeah, when uh, we still had know, a music industry. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you guys must have like... Uh, you guys have like like a deal and management and all that kind of okay, stuff? Okay, this is insider stuff. Do you want to talk later? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like I'm kind of yes. curious. Yeah. Well, you know what? We've uh, we've been really lucky with, uh, you know, CMP, which was, uh, you know, what, what really kicked off the band that helped mm. us uh, really take what I was doing as a solo artist and then I said I want to put this band together they kind of cataloged the whole thing so it gave us a leg up right away um, but it's really about the live show which isn't just you know it's not me it's it's us mm. and uh, so I get to be part of this and learn a lot all the time and um, it's the fans that really you know it, they're the ones who buy the records the, the, the audio recordings and um it's yeah, it's pretty been a pretty amazing ride. Well, this summer we'll see the Platinum Selling Group on the festival circuit, playing at a number of events, including Country Thunder, Saskatchewan. That sounds like a female wrestler ah! out there. Country Thunder. <laughs> um, It'd be great if she was from Newfoundland. <laughs> I dare that's the Country Thunder right there. <laughs> the Country Thunder. 
Uh, Mattawa Voyager days in Ontario. Uh, let's see. When you Har- say it like that, it seems like he's looking through somebody's window when he shouldn't be. No, not Voyeur days. Oh, sorry. Voyager. Oh, uh, yeah. Harbor Fest <laughs> in Ontario and uh, Country Thunder Albert. There's another Country Thunder. What's with all the Country th- yep. uh Wild wow. West Country Festival in Buffalo, New York City, the armpit of America. And, um, yeah, I think we just lost all our listeners from there. Um, I want to know. Wisconsin. I want to know about the squeeze. How's she doing? She's uh, still putting up with me after all these years. I, I don't know why, but I'm glad she does. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've been married 19 years. So um, it's, it's, yeah, never a single fight. It's all right. Never. Uh, you're so full. <laughs> uh, no, listen, I, I'm, I'm a love story junkie. I want to know the love story. Because I, I think we might have talked about this last time you were on the show. So what that means Maybe. to me is that it was boring and I couldn't, I don't remember it. So if you yeah, could spice it up this time. something up. Thank you. Yeah, well, she was skydiving or shooting open, so I rescued her. And, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, no, my uh, my my job in high school was uh, playing in a band, and, and we had this gig on Thursday night, and uh, I'd go play this little restaurant club thing. And her aunt used to come all the time and sit there with her friends and listen to this country band. I was this 17-year-old, you know, dude playing guitar. She said, oh, you have to meet my niece, you know. And so uh, she brought her one time, finally, and I got my picture actually taken with her right that night. So we got the picture wow. of the, the moment we met. Great. And, uh and then I just didn't stop bugging her and, until she said yes, and that was it. So, yeah, it's so, kind of boring, but that's our story. So I don't know how to put that in a song, man. I don't know what to do. No, I, well, I think that might... The song is called Restraining Order. Well, the, that's the, what the, the song the, is called. I think the photo is the... The, <laughs> ang, the, photos, the photograph right then and there has the, the, got to be the, like the anchor, the anchor of the for song. the song. Yeah, totally. For sure. It's all of that. There you that, go. That, you, got, you captured the moment. It started with a picture. The only other couple that I know that that happened to was Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Crocky! Yeah, because they met, and within 10 seconds, somebody said, like, hey, look and smile, boom, and they've got it. And they took a photo. And I know of two couples. It was a TMZ photographer. you got to be careful with Did those guys. It, They're brutal. His kid was on the TV the other day. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, she, was she dancing or something? No, what did she do? She, didn't she do Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, or? she won. She won. Oh, she won. Stars I, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the dude. The dude? On, oh, nobody cares Jimmy about Fallon. the son. He was on Ellen, wasn't he? No. Jimmy Fallon. They just care about the girl. Oh, She's hot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of hot, we're on the uh, phone with... With the Road Hammers guy as they kick off the uh, festival season with this dynamic new record called The Squeeze, uh, which is uh, out now. Go get it. Uh, because it's actually, can I just say, I who did I say this to recently? We had a, we had a country musician on the show and I said um, I couldn't stand country music for a long, long time. <laughs> And I'm just trying to remember who I said that to. It was somebody really famous, Tim. Usually good at coming up with um, filling in my blanks. Well, it wasn't wow. Johnny Cash. No. Anyway, it didn't go well, that conversation, as you can imagine. Hey, thanks for coming on my show to talk about your format. I don't like your format at all. Just <laughs> yeah. Interviews <laughs> suck. No, but what I'm, tr- I'm getting to the point here, okay? Um, when I heard this album, I don't know who mixed it or who produced it or where you did it or where you cut it or whatever, but dang, this is good stuff. And I just said, dang, this oh, is really, really good stuff, man. you got to be happy with it. go to the soda shop. Maybe Ginny and her friends will be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. you. Thank you very much. It's it's really amazing. Scott Baggett uh, in Nashville has been one of our, well, he's been our longtime producer. We also worked with uh, Gavin Brown in Toronto, which was the uh, first time with us uh, working with him. But the current single, uh, Crazy About You, was uh, produced by Gavin. And uh, it, it was really great working with him because he's just kind of a, I don't know, he's one of those free spirit kind of, and you know, he doesn't really uh, he, I'm sure he has a plan, but, you know, maybe he doesn't let you in on it. and You feel like you're free-falling all the time, but but uh, at the end of the day, you make a, a cool record, and it's and that's kind of what it's all about. 
not that I am aware, as I should be, of uh, your entire. Uh, what's it called uh, when you have a whole bunch of mu- musicology or album discography discography that's the word discography don't you see a doctor for that when was the last <laughs> release uh Recently, 2015 no. was wheels i think right 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 yeah a couple yeah. Of years ago but uh yeah and it, w- it went great and mud from that uh that was a big single for us that uh, we oh, were yeah. lucky enough to have that go gold that was a good one and good. Uh, so it's been really great every album's uh, been um well, you know, it's been well received at radio and all that that stuff. And when it, I don't know, a couple of years passed between making records, you get really freaked out. Like, are they going to play this record? It, it it just plays with you. So, yeah. um, hey, we're, we'll take whatever we get. But but the fans are the ones that make it happen, and that's all we got. All right, just before we say goodbye to you, because we know you're kind of a big deal. You got more important people to speak with than us. Let's. I want to talk about your connection with World Vision because. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, we're fans, right? We're fans of the of what they do, and yep. the fact that you're united with them is that's a that's some good kind of chemistry. But I guess my first question is, did you travel with uh, Meghan Merkel? No, I didn't. No, that's a bummer. <laughs> I just hope... I traveled with a fantastic bunch, though. I. I uh, I got to go for for me anyway. I I've uh, done several different missions trips, but only only one with uh, World Vision. So I finally got to go. We've we've sponsored uh, a couple of kids for several years now, and um, and yeah, I've worked with World Vision on different tours and things like that. People see artists go out and they and they you know give this message of what World Vision does. And and for me, I really wanted to see firsthand because I I pretty much knew, but. And it's been explained to me, you know, and I've seen all the all the uh, the numbers of where where the help goes, what it does. But I got to go to uh, Honduras, and uh, and it was it was a, an unbelievable thing for me because that's where uh, one of our sponsored children are, and his name is Moises. And I got to meet him and his family, and actually go go right to to him and, and get to see his life, to see how it was affected, uh, not just him, but how the community is affected by. Um, by sponsors, it's it's a it's a remarkable thing. So when you sponsor a child, that you think, okay, well this money's going to them. They're going to get clothes and medicine and things that they need and life necessities. It's uh, a lot more than that because they actually they sponsor the community through and around these children. And the thing that really hit me more than even the what the financial contribution can do, which is staggering, it was the World Vision people on the ground who are volunteers. Who are in the community? Who are, um, I don't know. The word "passionate" it gets used so much, but these people are, are are love givers. They're passionate people to invest in other people's lives and in the community. And I was amazed that, you know, I had a small contribution to helping empower that. Um, so it was it was really humbling to go oh. and and knowing the whole community up here in the World Vision uh, office and all those who work. Uh, really hard here in Canada, from what I know in the entertainment business, you, you get to see the fruits of of not just what you're contributing, but their labors as well. It's it's a real living, breathing community. <clears throat> but oh, look, there's a ton of charities out out there. Um, yeah. How can we? I mean, just because you're Jason Stinkin McCoy doesn't mean we're going to sign off on World Vision. So what what's the number one thing you can you know help the skeptics out there? You know, you can say to them, look, World Vision, man, it's legit. Number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's, um, it's for, well, from my research, it's got the highest dollar landing on the ground contribution of, uh, of the bunch. And, um, it's, 
it can't be one thing because that that's just one thing. But it's also the people that are passionate here, you know, the people in Toronto office, the people who are out in the road uh, coming with the bands to deliver the message, and then the people who are in these communities, living in these communities, who um, uh, really are changing the world. Mm-hmm. They're, it's, they're changing the world. Uh, and one great example was uh, one of the fellows who was going around with us. He's, he was uh, local from there. And he's this, you know, well-groomed guy, well-educated, well-spoken, and he's uh, he helps. He's one of the regional directors of the World Vision program. There, he was a sponsored child. Cool. So it that's, works. That, that's you know a, what I mean? Okay, you got me with that one. That was good. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it really works. And I, I, I'm not one of these guys that cracks easy. I'm really skeptical about everything. Yep. And uh, and so I was even skeptical before I even went. And I wish everybody had the chance to go meet. Uh, their sponsored child and the community they're in because it's uh, it's a real thing. That's that's all I can say. Um, well, that's enough. By golly, uh, did we have um, last time you were on the show? Did we punk you or did we punk? Didn't we get Casey Casey Clark or something on the show or Paul? Bur- I like to do. Uh, I get punked all the time. I, know. I don't know. It, I'm just. <laughs> I'm not the brightest either, so I'm not always sure I'm getting punked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I just decided that it would be better to have Tal Backman here in studio instead of getting some schmuck on like Paul Brandt on the phone, you know? <laughs> okay. Who's Paul Brandt? Who's Paul? Exactly. Who's Paul Brandt? No, I'm serious. Beautiful. I'm going to text him. I'm text him. Uh, he's the uh, highest-selling country, male country artist. Not the band, because that's what we just... Okay. Co- these guys, they're the highest-selling road hammers. I guess hammers. I should know that. Yeah, I just on. haven't... I, We're not talking quantity. We're just saying, like, we took way too many meds, right? That's like, exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Okay, good. Okay, exactly what it is. Listen, um, I want to know, just before we say goodbye... Um, what, what if somebody's a big fan of yours? Like just a creepy, creepy fan of yours. <laughs> uh, I've got, I've had a few of those. You've had a few of those. Oh, yeah. How do they get in touch with you, uh, Jason? What's the best way? Uh, you know what? Honestly, the best way is is Facebook. Uh, or uh, I'm I'm serious. Like yeah. like that's the best way because. Uh, then I can just keep an arm's length and uh, be safe. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like for reals. Uh, yeah. No, we don't have time. To, we nuts. don't have time to go into your stalker stories. Your litigation I issues. Jason's got some good ones. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I must be pretty boring because I don't really have too many of those. But I think I think Dalman, you got you got to spill the beans on yours. No, he can't. You're not legally allowed to. Are you still in? Uh, part of my recovery is that I can't actually tell you any can't. stories. I, I can't go back right. to the trauma. No. He's it's actually post traumatic. He's coming out of the side of, and he's rocking like a little child right now. Um, first time I met you, Jason, you were in the studio with uh, Humble and Fred, and Humble will be on the show next week. Is there a message you'd like me to give him? Yeah, man. Uh, just uh, keep being himself because he's hilarious. He's a funny. <laughs> he's a funny little Jew, isn't he? He's just he's pretty tall. He's well. He is tall. Yeah, he's not little. But he does. If you let his hair grow, it could be like a Jewfro. Yes, it, it could totally be. could. Yep. Jewfro. That's yeah. good. You know what? I I really want to pass along that he needs to just believe himself, say what's on his mind, shell <laughs> yeah. a little bit because it might help. It might help him. Yeah, get past that block that he has. Yeah, <laughs> well said. Great. Jason McCoy from the Road Hammers on the Drew Marshall Show, and uh, you got to go see the band. You got to get the album, uh, the Squeeze. That's what it's all about, folks. And uh, and even more than that, and he'll say this if you only got a few bucks to spend don't buy an album sponsor a kid true story absolutely absolutely yeah hammer music you can find it anywhere but uh you know hoping uh you know, hoping the actual you know life-changing uh life-changing plan 
that's all that's all found through uh, sponsoring a kid. It's truly amazing. Yeah, worldvision.ca, that's where you go. Jason, I look forward to uh, seeing your face one of these days real soon. Right on. We're going to come in and crash, y'all. Take care. Thank you. See you.